Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddling Finn. Uh, appreciate you watching. It's Wednesday. 25th i guess something like that uh 23rd i don't know why i'm saying the date because you could be watching this anytime or listening but uh yeah appreciate y'all tuning in and tonight we have the guys from top three from the bassmaster kayak series and it did say i've always seen it before as bass nation kayak series and tourney x it said bass master kayak series so i guess these men are now bass masters i like that I like that's better than Bass Nation, but uh, uh, here we go. But tonight for a guest host who also fished in the event, didn't get top three, but real close, uh, friend of the show, the Goat Whisperer himself, Mr. Mark Edwards. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How Thanks for letting me hang out tonight. Yeah, dude, man. You're so close. You got eighth. You're right there, like you were saying before, just, you know, just a bite or two away. But glad you were able to come on and talk to these guys with me. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in, in the finish I had, but uh, it was still a fun event. And first trip to Florida, I really look forward to going to Florida again. It was, I mean, there's some big fish. It is, man. Florida is majestic. And and this one, I was saying this before too, but like I fished Harris Chain whenever I was in college at Montevello. And man, this was the one event this year I went to fish. We went to Disney a couple weeks ago, so I couldn't go back to Florida. <laughs> But man, whenever I saw this one on schedule, I was like, finally, a kayak. it's great kayak place, too. I know it's hard, sometimes hard to do events in Florida because it's such a long drive for people. I totally get it. But man, Harris Chain is even a whole lot better. I, I've never fished the Kissimmee Chain, but Harris Chain's legit. And a lot of options, a lot of ramps, a lot of just great fishing. So, yeah, it's a really good one to put on schedule. So props to uh, Bassmaster for doing that. <laughs> I'm glad I went. I really am. Yeah, for sure. All right, so here we go. Let's get on the guys. We have first place, Justin Largan, Brandon Berlinski. Berlinski, yep. All right, there we go. And Todd Patrick with the Dangerous Trophy. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, hey. How you doing? Good. Well, thank you all for being on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. I don't think either, Aaron, none of y'all have been on before, huh? No. First time. Okay. Yeah. Mark, you have, but uh, you're a host. You don't get to say who you are. Uh, we'll start with you, Justin. Tell people about yourself, what you do for fun, living, whatever you want to, and how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, yeah. My name's Justin. Um, 
shoot what I do for fun, I mean, fishing. Uh, I've been bass fishing for a long time. Um, I was probably 12 or 13 when I got the bug. And then I think it was, I guess it's been about 10 years now. Uh, I saw some of Chad Hoover's videos that he was putting out and uh, thought the kayak fishing looked interesting. And uh, at the time, I had a little John boat. And uh, once I kind of got my first kayak and got in it, I I stayed in it. I, I don't think I ever used that that John boat again. So I've I've been loving fishing from a kayak uh, for about ten years now. Cool. And what 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 kind of kayak are you in? It's always a good question. I'm in a Hobie. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got the Hobie Outback. Outback. I'm, all right. I'm okay. resisting the uh, the urge to get a motor. Um, I'm trying to do it old school. Yeah, you know, I was fighting it and fighting it, but next year it's finally going to happen. I'm I'm not putting it off anymore. It's time. There, there's been like the bass bass event on pickwick last year almost did it for me because i really think i got a check but i could have done better if i would have had a motor but uh oh i got lightning there's tornadoes coming through so i might put on my tornado helmet i'm down here in the basement so at any time i could go under this table so <laughs> just a heads up but uh yeah so i'll, I'll quit my with my stories uh todd how about you man we've seen you on kb i, I mean KFL and everything else, uh, owner of the Nashville Shiners, and and now the man with a, a you know, <clears throat> Razor's Edge trophy. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, man? Um, yeah, Tennessee Shiners now actually redate. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, oh, we've got to. Y'all took through. over the whole state. All right. Yeah, we just went ahead and just claimed Tennessee. So there you go. Um, Todd Patrick, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, to be more specific, Fairfield Township, uh, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. Um, man, got into kayak fishing late twenty, uh, late twenty eighteen. Um, fell in love with the sport. Kind of started my own little club up in uh, Michigan and Ohio called Myo Kayak Anglers. Um, that got to be overwhelming, and uh, I wanted to fish more, so I uh, started fishing more last year with uh, traveling the country with my buddy uh, Eric Sadiki. Um, those of you. <laughs> would obviously know him fourth place yeah and he got four, he tied you got fourth place in the event so three-way tie, yeah yeah three-way tie y'all three y'all two and uh and eric so yeah he was show, eric but you, you got the you got the big trophy the other week before that so it, you'll be all right yeah he was fishing uh, over on carlton um and um but yeah i um i went and fished little harris and uh fish out of a Actually, a, a, a boat that I sold last year um, is a 2017 Hobie PA-14. Uh, my buddy let me use it for this tournament. Um, and it's uh, Jackson Orr's first uh, Hobie PA. Uh, so uh, it's I call it the Jackson Orr edition. We've had him sign it. So uh, that boat has some good mojo. Uh, Jackson actually got second at the national championship at uh, um, Gunnersville um, out of that boat. So. Did, did you, I, I just have to ask right now, did you go back up into that little creek and little Harris where it goes back in the back there? Or did I did just, not. No? I stayed, stayed on the edge of the main river on, on the, of the main lake there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right yeah there just south, it. just south of the, uh, the ramp there oh, on the right. uh, lower yeah. uh, east side. Okay. Just, okay. Yep. Well, we'll talk about that, but I've been there. I, lo I love that. I love all of the Harris chain. So I'm just dying to talk about it. And uh, Brandon, how about you, man? Yeah, I've been, um, you know, into fishing and the outdoors from a very early age. My, uh, my grandpa in particular, he taught me how to fish. I was born in Oregon, uh, Southern Oregon, and uh, grew up doing a lot of trout fishing, go crappie fishing, a little bit of bass. Uh, but then um, when I was pretty young, my folks moved down to Arizona and um, I lived in the Phoenix area, which is kind of a wasteland for, for the outdoors and fishing. But I used to get in trouble because I would sneak into golf courses and go bass fishing. Um, and so that that's initially what got me into it was um, sneaking into those golf courses. Uh, but moved back to, to Oregon for college and was doing a lot of salmon, steelhead, sturgeon fishing in Oregon. Uh, and then um, long story short, uh, I'm now in upstate New York and I'm right at the base of Cayuga Lake. And Cayuga is just phenomenal for bass fishing. I love it. Uh, all of the Finger Lakes, actually. Um, I, I hit them all. I got involved with NYKBF about four years ago. A really good regional club. Yeah. yeah, Justin Hausner and, and team, they, they do a great job. And, and that's what got hooked 
got me hooked on uh, kayak bass fishing. It was about four years ago. And um, I actually won the state championship uh, through that club back in 2020 on Oneida Lake. Cool. That was my, uh, yeah. New York claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of got my first question. Are y'all surprised that the first person, the first person, the best somebody did from the state of Florida is ninth place. Like everybody from outside, outside the state came in and, and whooped up on them locals. You know, I was, I was a little surprised to see that, but also like, I mean, that happens, you know, sometimes yeah. people are working from history and that doesn't always pan out. You gotta, you gotta fish the moment. It's, it's absolutely exactly. true. And that, that's definitely like the mindset that I have going into these tournaments where I travel, you know, I, like you can't let your head get out of it when you go to a new place or a, you know a new lake you gotta you gotta just fish the moment and and go with your instincts yeah i mean I, I, think that's, oh, I, I was just gonna say i think that that actually being from an area um might actually have its disadvantages because you're going off of like prior you know things that have that, that have happened for you um so the best thing to do is just to go out and, and to fish pre, you know, when you're pre-fishing, you're going to find stuff that maybe that other guy wouldn't go check because he's going off of history. Like you said, Daniel. And no. uh, I think that that has its major advantages for outsiders that are coming in and fishing newer lakes and happen to figure it out for themselves because they're figuring out what's going on that lake at that moment. They're not going off of history. I, I you know, I, this obviously isn't something I always pay attention to, but, and the, you know, almost three years I've been doing this. This might be the first time that uh, somebody in that local state was that far down low. I, but again, it's not some. I'm not always looking for that. I just happened to notice it in this one. That's surprising. I think it was the stage of the fish, you know, because um, they've been beat up, yep. and and the spawn was going dwindling really fast. I, f I found a bunch of empty beds, so the spawn was going away, and the big fish I was catching was all post spawn. And they were kind of schooled up offshore a little bit. So I think that gives the locals maybe a disadvantage with the fish being in transition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if they were not in the best bedding areas or something, they probably would know where they're at. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or where they, where they were leaving the beds and stuff, they just was at a disadvantage maybe more. And that, that, that can always be some of the toughest times when it's not like, pre-spawn you know that whenever they're not quite as predictable and they're in that move that or they're a little doing a little bit of everything and they're spread out that's that can definitely be a little bit tougher time you know i you know i i paid attention to both the the bassmaster elites event and the flw event that happened right before our kayak series and i i just you know i made a calculation that like the spawn was not going to be a factor it was going to be mostly post spawn so i didn't i didn't even bother like looking for beds or or spending that much time on that um so i was really trying to figure out some sort of offshore bite that's the same as what i did that's that's my thought process too was the fish then got beat up on beds too much to even i love the bed fish but i wasn't going to try to figure that out and then I, I tried in the area, you know, because I fished it, I guess, two and a half days. So I did try to find everything I could find in that area. Yeah. It was it was still a grind. I mean, I don't know how many. Yeah. I mean, I only got six fish in a boat. So I don't know how these other guys I only did. got my five. Wow. Really? Yeah. But I, had, I had about 15 or 16 fish. <laughs> yeah, oh. Todd wins. I, I think I had uh, maybe nine, nine that I actually landed. Okay, so we'll go ahead and start with practice. Uh, Justin, how how was practice for you? Practice was interesting for me. The, and the where, where 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 do you fish if you don't mind me asking? In the, in the tournament, I fished Trout Lake. Uh, Trout Lake? Yeah, it, okay. I think it's the smallest lake on there, and oh. uh, it you can't get into it with there. There's only uh, I guess for if you've got a bigger boat, there's the only way to get in there is this little small ramp. There's only a couple parking spaces in the lot. Um, there were a few John boats in there on Sunday cause I went back just to check it out. And, uh, but it's, it's not easy to get into. And I don't think a bass boat could get under this little, uh, railroad bridge to get in there from the main lake. So I, I think that helped me. Those fish hadn't been beat up by, uh, by all the pros for you know, the last month. Yeah. 
Wow. Were, were you well, the only I, kayak angler there on during that tournament? There was one other guy. I met a guy, uh, Danny from Jersey, uh, but he was actually going under that bridge, and he was he was fishing in Eustis. Um, but it 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 was kind of interesting. I I didn't think that the spot I, I had in there was that great. My plan initially was just to hit it you know, in the morning, try and get a few keepers off of it, and then I was going to go back. Um, you know, if I couldn't get a limit there, I was going to go back and try and pick off a couple males uh, that were in the, the other area that I'd found on a different lake. Um, so I, I, I told him, hey, man, if, you're, if your stuff doesn't work out, you know, over in, in Eustis, there's, uh, I mean, I, I pulled out my phone and showed him exactly where I caught my fish. And I, I didn't, I really didn't think I'd be there by the time he got in there in the afternoon. But it, it ended up, you know, I, about every time I was thinking about leaving, I'd, I'd catch another fish and ended up staying in there all day wow. but practice was um, practice i was in a different area and I, I found just in one of these canals i found uh several uh big bedfish i i've had them I, I know it's it's kind of a gamble to go after those bedfish they they can be rolled you know they can be there one day and gone the next day somebody else can beat you to them in the tournament um if you can catch them yeah if you can catch them and i so I, I went in there and I, I wasn't fishing with the hook. Um, I, I just used a little screw lock and a, I had a, just a, a missile quiver arm and I was pitching it. Um, what I'd find is they weren't all stacked in real close together. It was probably a, I don't know, mile, mile and a half stretch that I was on and I had maybe 10 different waypoints on there, but they were big fish. I hooked one of them just because I knew I'd be mad if I didn't catch at least one. And I, I kind of wanted to, to know it. You know, sometimes I big eye and I look at the three and I'm like, ah, it's a five. And, you know, sometimes it's the other way around, but I, I hooked one and landed it and it was seven, uh, 23 mm -hmm. inches. So I, I knew they were big. Um, I left them alone the second day. I was able to get two other ones to bite the, the rig with no hook. Um, but I, when I went back on Friday, they were gone and, you know, I, I couldn't find, you know, I tried some other stuff in the area, just pitching the grass and stuff. And I, I couldn't get bit. So I, I ultimately just decided to bail on that uh, that area and and try the the only other area that I'd, I'd been able to find anything was trout. Here's a question: If bass, does everybody prefer a two day event? I'll ask that first. I I do. <laughs> yeah. For this one, I was fine with it being one day. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been fine if it would have been like a seven hour or a six hour tournament. <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, having won uh, a two-day event, you got to put in the work, you know? It's it's not just, like, in some ways, like, I'll be honest, like, coming in second in this Harris Chain event, in, in some ways, I, I feel like I got lucky. Like, like the, the cards fell in a good way for me. But I feel like with the two-day event, the championship that I won on Oneida Lake, like, I put in the work, like... You know, I, I, I had to, the thing that I caught him on the first day was not panning out the second day. And I had to figure it out the second day, totally different. And so I, I feel like I really earned that. Not, not that I didn't earn this on the Harris chain, yeah. but a two day event really like kind of separates the, the cream from the, the crop. If, if they're going to have a one day event, why not? Should it be on a Sunday? So then that way people burn one less vacation day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Well, with traveling, I mean, you're not going to make it back to work. You're going to burn it Monday on your way back. Yeah, well, yeah. Monday. If you live in Florida and you got ninth, I work on Sunday, so I have to burn uh, two. In my, in my in my opinion, all national trails being Bass, Hobie, and all, we can we can also include the new up and coming All American series because that's getting some traction um, as a national series, but. Um, I mean, then, not, not South National. They're not. I'm not putting I mean, down All American Kayak Series, but the same yeah, way Mass doesn't go to the North, All American doesn't come to the South. 
Right, but but meaning as in the the top four trails, if you want to call it, I think they should all be two day. Um, I think it, it it separates the cream from the crop. Um, I think that it doesn't allow for you to get lucky and get on the school of fish and bang them out for a day. Um, I think you got to put more time in. You got to have more spots. Uh, your pre fishing is more valuable. Um, so I mean, you know, Hobie. I think Hobie does it right, and you know, and I think that's the uh, the model that everybody should follow. And 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 I want to say this again. I'm not putting down all American. I would fish one of their events, and they did come to Kentucky Lake. So that's it is the South. <laughs> Kentucky's the South. Uh, that's questionable too. But uh, yeah, so Kentucky Lake goes into Tennessee. So I yeah, guess uh, yeah, it is. All right. Uh, so Todd, how, how about your practice, man? Was it just a little Harris every day, all practice? Uh, no, no, it was not. It was. Uh, it was, I don't know, by an hour. I mean, it's not that big. Yeah. Um, it was, little Harris was a wing, uh, I won it on, uh, Friday or yeah, Friday. Um, Wednesday, um, went to, uh, Trout Lake, uh, went there, Shad Spong lasted till about 11 a.m. Um, I couldn't figure out what to throw to get them to bite. Um, the only thing I didn't throw was a fluke and that's probably what I should have threw. Um, didn't work for me. Uh, I fished the same stretch that uh, Justin fished, uh, and I missed that bite. Um, I actually got broke off on a donkey uh, that came up and wrapped around um, uh, the front of my boat and broke me off, uh, and it was every bit of a seven-pounder. Um, but that was the only bite that I had. Uh, then I went back into Cyprus. Uh, Justin probably knows, uh, you know, just beyond that dock that, that he was at with his seawall and his um, hydrilla and uh, the cattails and all that, uh, but brush. But he going back, I had some bites back in there, but it was nothing impressive. I wasn't confident at all. Um, I did catch a two-pound uh, <laughs> two crappie um, off of a dock on the uh, south side of the lake, um, but I wasn't confident there. So we hopped and skipped around. Uh, over the course of the next couple of days to um, uh, the north side of Griffin, uh, to the preserve area where super yeah. clear water. I probably saw over 100 inches there, but couldn't get them to bite on anything. The water was so clear. You got a long cast um, um, and, and, and fight the hydrilla. Um, Whenever I thought I was going to fish this event, I was looking in the preserve area like, circle going yeah. fishing that on the way on the way out to the main lake I, I i passed over 100 inches but then come to find out they actually sprayed that uh two weeks ago and i didn't know that so that land was sprayed uh so that was a no-go um went to uh where else why the went to, why went they to, spray that you went to big harris because i seen yeah, you went to, big, went to big harris and saw my uh Oh, uh, Mark there, and I guess he was trying to hide a donkey that he had got from me. <laughs> we launched at the same time, and I, I went over there to check that spot, and it was like, I don't know, I didn't cast for like 10 times, and I hook a, it was a six, seven pounder, and I just dropped my rod tip because I seen him coming, and the fish jumped up there and spit it. Yeah, but. <laughs> But I did. I tried. I tried that out, and um, I was trying the dock technique that uh, was working on some other lakes, um, you know. And uh, I couldn't get the dock bite. Um, I couldn't get the channel bite, um, and I was lost until Friday. Um, I was ready to go home. Like I, I, I was like, I haven't had five bites all pr all practice until Friday, and Friday I figured it out. Uh, my bite was the uh, the cypress behind the, um, the, the Kissimmee grass um, up on the banks. Uh, I had a bunch of buck bass garden fry off of beds, um, and there was the occasional female roaming the Kissimmee grass, and uh, that's where I found my bite, and uh, little Harris won the, you know, won me outright for tournament day. There you go. Todd, could Great. you What? What was that, Justin? Uh, Todd, you said you saw there were some females cruising. Could you actually see them in there? Was it clear enough? It was clear enough. Cool. Yeah, huh. yeah it, it it actually with the uh, south to north wind, um, the farther south you go, it was clearing up. Uh, the farther north you went, it was clouding up. So actually, on tournament day, I decided to go south of where I was catching all my bites. But I don't know if we're on tournament day yet. But um, that's what I decided to do, and that's where I got the majority of my fish. Yeah, because I, I think that's 
that little creek coming in is a natural spring coming in. So I'm sure the, it is a lot of clean, a lot of clean water coming south to north with that south to north wind that we had on uh, Friday and uh, and Saturday. Yeah. Brandon, how about you, man? Yeah, so I actually um, I got some pre practice in before off limits. Uh, I went up to um, well the the first pre practice day I got in. I I went over to Banana Cove because that's where everyone in the elites was getting them. And um, I didn't think that that's where I would actually go in the tournament, but I I wanted to go out there and catch a bunch of fish. So I spent like most of a day in Banana Cove and could not get a bite. Um, you know, I was throwing everything at him. I was, I was using those hybrid hunters that, um, Hanselman was using and, um, chatterbait, lipless, you name it. I was, I was throwing around banana cove and couldn't get a bite. Um, so that, that for me kind of just ruled out, uh, Harris and, and little Harris. Like, I know that that's just one small stretch, but I was just like, eh, I'm not going to bother. Like this has just been hammered by the elites. Um, and then the next day. I went up to um, I went up to Griffin, and I actually got on a, a flipping bite up there and got a couple of decent fish. I was up by the uh, Emeralda Marsh area, um, and that that was a good time. That was pretty cool. Um, but so that was that was uh, before off limits, and then actual practice. Um, well, actually, let me back up. When it, when I got up there to Griffin. <laughs> Um, I come out of the the creek that I launched out of and I get out into like the main lake area and there's like 20 wrapped boats all out in this like all, all out in this flat. And I was like, something's going on. And I totally missed the the memo that there's an FLW event. Um, oh. And so I like looked it up on my phone and I was like, oh, FLW is here this weekend. Um, and all of all of those boats, all like 20 of the boats were throwing crankbaits and lipless crankbaits. Uh, and um, it, it seemed like they weren't really getting into them. I was fishing around them for a couple of hours and I was throwing a lipless for a while and get a bite. And then I just went over and beat the bank. And that's when I got onto the, um, onto the flipping bite. Uh, so I was like, okay, maybe I'm onto something. <clears throat> First day of practice, uh, Wednesday, I went back to that area on Griffin and I spent the whole morning doing um, flipping the bank and I got a couple of dinks, but um, ultimately I just decided like it, it, it's not my strong suit. I don't do a lot of flipping. I'd like to get better at it, but it, it's really not my strong suit. And so I just decided like when, when I wasn't getting the fish anymore, that that's not how I wanted to catch them. Uh, so I ended the day on Eustace. That was the first day of practice. Uh, Eustace, I was like mostly graphing and, and trying to find some shell beds. Um, again, that's not something that I'm really used to. That's the first time I've been in Florida. And so like, you know, even if I found some shell beds, I don't know that I would really know how to fish them. Uh, so um, I ultimately ended up in Apopka. Uh, I spent the last two days of, of practice in Apopka. And kind of my my thinking with that was, that's such a long run for the elites and for the FLW guys that the south south end of Apopka probably got the least pressure out of most of the areas, you know, except for maybe like Trout Lake where you ended they, up Boston. Yeah, so, they, they had to go through a lock too, right? Yeah, and it's it's yeah. a small lock; it only uh, lets in three boats at a time. And so I know, yeah. like the elite, Scott event, Martin and yeah, Scott Martin and all those guys, like they they had a really long wait to get through that lock. Um, so I know that that was like a calculus for them in not going to Apopka. Um, and the other thing that kind of like cued me in on Apopka was Christian Greco, uh, who ended up winning that uh, FLW event. He caught his final day bag out of Apopka. Um, he hadn't been fishing there uh, for most of the tournament. It was just the final day. Um, and, you know, they reset the weights and he, he fishes the area. He's pretty like, I don't know if you watch his YouTube or like follow his Instagram, but like he spends a lot of time in Harris. And so he kind of like threw an audible and um, he decided to go down to Apopka. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe something's going on down there. And so that that's kind of what cued me in on that. I was like, I'm going to go check that out. And um, I got on a bite like pretty quickly on the south end of the Popka. Um, again, I was like, I was trying flipping again because, you know, I want to get better at that. And that's how Christian was catching them. 
I couldn't catch anything on, um, on a flipping bite during practice or during the tournament. Um, but I ended up ultimately getting them on, uh, you know, basically shad imitations and working hydrilla. Um, so I, I started getting them in practice. Uh, the last day of practice, um, I, I got a limit pretty quickly, like within two hours. Um, and then I like I left that area and started exploring some other areas. Um, and so I, I had one spot and basically like, you know, one one technique, one, um, you know, thought process. Uh, I didn't have a plan B, um, but thankfully it held out on tourney day. But yeah, it was all uh, south end of Apopka for me. Why, why the south end? Just where the grass is? I, I, I've never been it, in there. Yeah, it was it was a good launch uh, as a kayaker. Um, and then um, also it, it just was the furthest away from what I thought the elites and the uh, FLW guys were hitting. Um, and I only saw one other kayaker down there and I saw very few other bass boats down there. Um, so I, I just like to get away from the crowds if yeah. possible. Um, so that was kind of my thinking with that. Well, I mean, it seems like that's kind of what y'all did. You were south end of there. Todd was in Little Harris. I mean, that's, that's, it, it may not, I'm not saying there was no other kayakers, but I mean, that's more the most isolated part of, you know, you have to go all the way around to get into Little Harris. And then Justin, you were on some place I've never even heard of and I've been there. So, I mean, uh, so yeah, that man, so that's pretty cool. And Mark was fishing, you know, Harris. <laughs> I wasn't far from the boat ramp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll talk about tournament day. We'll start with you, Patrick. Uh, you, you got uh, Todd, you, you got third place again, Todd with both Brandon and Eric, but uh, yeah, we'll start with you, man. Yeah. So your t- practice going pretty bad Friday, a little bit of something Saturday. All right. <laughs> Saturday, uh, for some reason, I pull up to the boat ramp and, uh, I'm, I'm traveling with Mike Fink, my buddy out of uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he's my travel buddy. Him and Eric Siddiqui were my travel buddies for the weekend. And um, Eric decided, you know, all pre-fishing. He was off on his own. Me and Mike were pre-fishing, you know, kind of the same areas. But we'd split off and everything. And got there on – on, on um, actually, it was the night before fishing. And I'm looking at the map, and I'm like, man, South Harris looks really good south of the ramp. Um, and in Little Harris looks really good. And I was like, it looks like it's similar to what I was fishing north of the boat ramp. Um, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to check that out in the morning and then go back north uh, as the day progresses. Um, and it was the shaded side of the lake. Uh, so it stayed shaded until 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Um, so I decided to go south, hurried up, launched with about nine other kayakers, believe it or not. Wow. Um, and uh, there's like shell beds in South Harris. Is that there? Yeah, there I found a shell bed, but couldn't get them to eat anything on my Carolina rig. Um, and uh, there were some nice sized fish out there um, that were worth chasing. Um, but I couldn't get that shell bed bite to work for me. So I did. I left it alone. Yeah. So I went down there. I had a top water um, tied on. Uh, I was like a, uh, like a like a white spook um through that a couple times had blow ups on it missed both uh hook sets second time i uh, had a hook set after i'd gone south um you know to start the day um those were on the lily pads uh i'm like you know what this isn't me i've never caught a fish on top water in my life uh <laughs> you know this isn't this is my style of fishing yeah, you gotta uh, get a buzz bait man get, oh. I had I had buzz bait, but um, I was I you know I I hadn't heard of any buzz bait bite really going on um, from anybody and any of the chatter or anything. It just and, and it was I just not not what I had. So yeah. um, I decided to bust out the trusty um, KVD five inch Ocho um, Okeechobee crawl sink at Wacky Rigged, and uh, I flipped into the base of like uh, a cypress tree that would have come off on a point sat there and just you know was just jigging it and uh and had a major thump uh and it was my 22 and a quarter uh first fish of the day um and i got it in the boat and was like let's go you know and like all pumped up and everything and i was like all right i was like hey i maybe i'm going for 500 bucks today because 
guys, right. yeah. I'm very novice uh, bass fisherman. I don't have the the history that these guys do. I've literally been doing it since late 2018. I've not had the history with, you know, my family or or as a kid bass fishing. You know, it was nothing that I ever did. I was in the, Ohio. Yeah, I was in, yeah, in Ohio. I'm into football, baseball, you know, playing sports, team sports like that. And fishing was never really anything on my radar. Um, so I'm still learning. Uh, and I got my friend, you know, Eric Siddiqui teaching me, like, this is what you hear and this is what you look for. And I'm learning and learning and I'm getting all this knowledge and putting things together. Um, and so I went wacky rig. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? After that, I'm not putting it down. After I had that hook set, I wasn't putting it down. Um, when I started go, so I decided to start heading towards the boat ramp after um, after that catch. Kept hit basically beating the bank, uh, wacky rig. Um, had a twelve and a quarter was my next fish. Uh, caught that probably like 15 minutes later, um, and then about 25, 30 minutes later after that, I caught a 19. Um, and the rest was history. I, I had 81 and a quarter inches or something, uh, by 8 24 AM. Um, so an hour and <laughs> an hour and nine minutes into the tournament, I had a limit and I had to sit there and watch people catch me all day long. Uh, I was able to upgrade up to the 88 and three quarters, um, on some other fish, um, you know, throughout the day. But, um, once I got, north of that boat ramp and got into my bite that I'd found on Friday. Uh, I only upgraded once with a 16 and a 16 and a quarter inch fish. Um, those fish weren't really there like they were on Friday. Um, so I went and hit up some canals and things like that. I got broke off on a nice fish in the canal. Um, I'm not going to say that that would have helped me enough to catch Justin. Um, I needed a 20 or something somewhere around a 20 to catch him. I think he beat my four and a half inches, but I think I had him on big bass. Um, but I'm not going to say that that was a winning fish. Uh, not, not going to say that cause I don't know, but it was a nice bite that hurt to lose. Um, I wasn't able to fish a hundred percent clean, but that was the only fish I've lost all day. Um, but man, uh, it was a fun ride, man. Uh, I've, I've never led a major tournament before. I've never had a five fish limit in a tournament before. Um, I mean, this is just all a bunch of firsts for me guys. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't, I don't feel worthy to have this in my house. You paid the money, you caught the fish and yeah. you should be damn proud yeah. of that, man. I, yeah, I don't but have I, one of them blue shark trophies behind me. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'll take it and I'm going to use it as a learning experience and try to build off of it and, and let my confidence grow um, and try to learn to, to maybe be able to compete with these guys that we all qualified for the Bass uh, Master Kayak Classic Championship next year in Tennessee. And I'm going to hopefully give you guys a run for your money. Uh, but uh, man, this is just an awesome experience for me and I'll never forget it. Um, but my tournament day was short and sweet. It was over early, um, and I couldn't I couldn't get that upgrade that I needed as I watched Justin slowly catch me and pass me and uh, shatter my dreams. But <laughs> no, man, uh, that was awesome uh, what you did there on Trout because um, I was there. I just couldn't get the bites that you got, um, and I didn't I didn't catch onto the bite that you had found uh, there. So um, hell of a job, and and Brandon to you also and everybody else in the field, man. It was, it was an awesome experience. And I'm looking forward to, uh, Smith. I, what is it? Uh, Smith Lake and uh, whatever the other bass tournament is, I'm going to go to the rest Pickwick. of them. Grand yeah, Pickwick. Pickwick is, uh, Pickwick's a two day actually in October, uh, yes. and then ran down Oklahoma. So I'll be at all three of those, uh, for the rest what? of the year. I'm going to try to catch uh, Justin and AOI. There you go. What, what, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't remember. Um, all right, see you, but congrats, man. Uh, hey. Brandon, how about you, man? Yeah, so, um, started off the morning. Um, yeah, I just I, I had this little stretch in a popka that I, I felt pretty good about, you know. Obviously, it had showed out in practice, um, and I didn't beat it up too hard in practice, and so, um, I mean, that was my game plan was to just stay in that area. 
And so, um, I, you know, first thing in the morning, because it was, you know, kind of dark, I, I was trying some top water. I hadn't gotten anything on top water. Um, and turning morning again, didn't get anything on top water. I was throwing a buzz bait. I was throwing a whopper plopper. Um, and you know, I, I, I figured anything that I got before, like basically, eight eight thirty was going to be a bonus um because we started i think first cast was like seven or seven fifteen and it was you know it was pretty dark that early um and my bite during practice was really only picking up when the sun was hitting the water um so i you know i worked this area for a while didn't get anything and then um you know kind of what i figured out in practice was um when i was out a little bit offshore on this hydrilla um, this hydrilla flat and like three to four feet of water, I was getting them on a chatterbait, but then, um, I was also getting a, a pretty good bite pitching a swim jig up into kind of the thicker cover around the shoreline. Um, so pitching it around the reeds and, and pitching it around like visible grass. Um, so that's how I, I started my morning and I got my first two fish pitching. Uh, it was a gambler half ounce heavy cover swim jig with an X-Zone uh, Mega Swammer. X-Zone. X-Zone, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all, all white, <laughs> you know, it's, again, like, it's 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 the shad bite that I was, this these were my two baits here. So I was pitching that, um, that gambler jig up into the kind of heavier cover and the reeds and stuff, and that's where I got my first two fish. I lost one other good one. Um, I actually saw it, like, go after... And, and the bite was great. And that's how I knew I was onto something in practice because they were choking it every single time. Like with, with the chatterbait, with the swim jig, like I had to just haul ass on my reel to catch up with these fish because when they hit it, they were coming straight at me. Yeah. They were choking it every single time. I didn't use my net once. I boat flipped all of these fish <laughs> in practice and tourney day. Uh, it was a really fun bite. Uh, so I got my first two fish pretty early, like before nine o'clock. Um, and they were, they ended up being my smaller fish, uh, all around like 15 something. Um, and then I like, once the sun came out, I started, um, chucking the, um, the, the chatterbait. And again, like during practice, the last day of practice, I got a limit pretty quick in, in like two hours, uh, tossing a chatterbait. And so on tourney day, like I wasn't getting it, like I wasn't getting hit and, um, the, the bite just wasn't like coming up for me. And so I was, I was getting a little worried. Um, like one factor was there was uh, two guys in the bass boat that were working the same stretch as me and they, they were out, <coughs> I was fishing behind them and they were working it pretty methodically. And so it kind of gotten in my head that they were like, you know, they were catching my fish. Um, but you know, you just got to stick with it or, you know, adapt. And so I, I tried some new water that I hadn't tried in practice and that, that didn't come up with anything. Uh, and I got my third fish at one thirty, and that was the, uh, the 18, um, I think it was 18 and a half that I got. And, you know, once that happened, I was like, okay, like maybe we're back on like, you know, I, I was starting to lose hope by like noon. Um, but then I got that fish at one thirty, and I was like, okay, like maybe this was just a bite window. You know, I missed it earlier in the morning. Now I'm back on it. So I got a fish at one thirty, two thirty, And then I got my last fish, uh, the, the big that I got 22 and a half. I got it five minutes before last cast. Uh, and I, I just lost my mind when I got that fish. Like I, the last couple of hours, I, I really like had to maintain like the mental focus and, and just have faith that the fish were there. I knew I was onto something good from practice. And so the last couple of hours, I just like, I made so many casts. Um, I was, I was chucking this chatterbait nonstop for two hours. And, um, I, I really chalk it up to that, that like, you know, I, I kept the faith and I kept making casts in this area. I didn't move. Um, and sure enough, like all three of those last bites that I got, they, you know, they, they choked it. Um, they, they really wanted, uh, you know, these, these white shad baits that I was throwing. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, um, 
I, I, I wish I would have caught fish earlier in the morning, but uh, it is what it is. I got the five bites I needed. That's all it takes. There you go. And sh shout out to Greg Nosar too. I, I talked to him and I think he caught his last three fish in the, in the last half an hour of the day. So, you know, even though everybody doesn't make a check, sometimes it's about those small wins that you go out and you fish an event, you learn more about yourself and, and you don't give up and then you end up with a limit or something like that. So it's, it's not, I mean, y'all getting a check and them cool trophies. That's awesome. But you know, not, not every, not everything is a big, you know, on a podium win. Sometimes just a win is getting a limit. So for for everybody that, that didn't make a check in this event or whatever else, you know, as long as you kept your head down, you worked hard, you, you know, you deserve a pat on the back, a paddling fin pat on the back. I, I'm I'm get, I seen Greg around noon and I, whatever time I caught my 18 and a half, he came around the bend where I was at and I was measuring it. And I just had finished taking pictures of it, measuring it. And he said, man, are you catching anything? And I picked it up and I said, yeah, dude. <laughs> but he hadn't had a fish yet. Yeah. And it, it might have been later than 12. I don't know. And then, yeah, he told me at the ramp he had a limit. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know he didn't have much time. Cool. It doesn't gotta, take much time if you're in the right place at the right time. That's right. I got yeah. to give a shout out. Um, I actually stayed with the uh, – Eric Siddiqui, uh, Mike Fink, Christine Fisher, and Guillermo Gonzalez. And uh, on Friday, Guillermo made those uh, money taco or money fajitas. And uh, man, I don't know if those things have magic or what, but <laughs> I think a lot of people that I, uh, you know, had those things cast a check on Mark. It was like a I bunch of there us. Was, there were six out of nine people there cast a check. Yeah. Five in the top 10. Wow. And you know they're lucky when a guy's never caught a uh, caught a limit in a tournament got top three. <laughs> so yeah, you were um, the top one out of the house there. But yeah, yeah. So Guillermo uh, and their money fajitas. If you guys are ever uh, around to get those things, uh, go ahead and see if those things are magic or not. That is yeah. awesome that you beat all them people that were in your same house. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fun. Yes, Justin, absolute hammers in that house. Yeah, for yeah, real. no kidding. <laughs> How about you, Justin? And your your tiny little lake by yourself? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was one nice thing about it was kind of having it to myself, um, and I think that did make a difference. Uh, but I was, I I think something Brandon said about the mental side of it. I think that was a, a big factor for me was, you know, not getting, you know, too down on the fact that. I'm pretty sure the, the bed fish that I'd seen in practice um, would have been the biggest stringer I'd ever, I'd ever caught. I mean, I, I think I was looking at a 30 pound stringer wow. um, and it, it, I love the bed fish and the disappointment kind of getting past that and just, all right, let's go fish and let's figure something else out. I don't know, a year ago, a couple months ago, I don't, I don't know that I would have been able to do that the same way. I think that, that mental just being able to, focus and just kind of let's let's go have fun um i think that made a difference but i i decided not to start directly on the grass um the wind was pushing into the seawall there were kind of two canal entrances and then this this uh i guess a seawall that ran along the, the edge of this development and uh, the wind was pushing into the seawall right at the mouth um, so i decided to make a few casts at that first and i i got a couple of fish uh, within the first I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, I had two. I wasn't sure how long that bite was going to last. So, you know, I normally I like to upload my fish pretty quick because, you know, mom likes to to watch and I like to give her something to see. Uh, she likes to see, you know, see the, see my name my, on the leaderboard. You know, I did too. Yeah. It, it, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, um, you know, not catching stuff. I feel more bad for her than I do for me because she's, <laughs> You know, she's feeling bad because I'm not catching them. And so I, I try to put them up, but I, I wasn't going to waste any time uh, then. Uh, I, and I wasn't sure how long that bite was going to last. Uh, but I, I started moving through the grass. Um, I think the second fish actually came after I left that sort of mouse to the canal and, and went over to the grass. And, um, you know, I, I made a couple passes through it. I just had those, those two bites. I'd been using a hybrid hunter. Um, I, I knew how how are those? It's it's interesting. I, I haven't thrown it a ton. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I I got them when they kind of first came out. Yeah, you know, I heard 
Todd Castledon, uh, yeah. his videos ranting about him. And uh, there's a lot of grass on the Potomac, which is kind of my, my home uh, lake. And I, I wanted to try them around there because anymore, I mean, it's just everybody throws a chatterbait. Uh, and I saw what Randy Hanselman did uh, on the Elite. So I thought, you know, I'd, I'd give those a try. And I that's pretty much what I was throwing in practice when I was in trout. And I had, I think I had three or four bites. And normally I don't like to hook fish. You know, I try to, you know, take the hooks off or, or you know, fish stuff without hooks. Um, but I was kind of playing with the bait in practice, sort of figuring out exactly how fast I reel it to get it to, to vibrate in the way I wanted it to and, and getting used to what it feels like. It's kind of a neat feel when that thing ticks that those thick grass stems it almost feels like it's bumping a stick or something um but i was you know playing around with it in practice and you know i had i think four four that were decent but i had one that was 21 and i don't think i weighed it but it was it was five and uh, i went through that stretch i was throwing gold in practice and i was throwing gold that morning um, i decided to make another pass through it i switched colors and went to a, i don't know what it's called but it's like a white it's got some like pink or purple hue in it and uh when i made that initial or that next pass through there uh, is when i got the 21 and a half i think it was um you know that was my first big fish and that kind of got me excited i i was starting to think well shoot i you know i got i got a good one in practice i got this one today um you know maybe there's there's more to this spot and i'm gonna stick around a little bit longer i'm not gonna bail on it um and it, it was a little while between bites after that. I, I tried going through it, throwing a buzz bait, mixing some stuff up. I had some, you know, missed some fish on that. Um, and then, you know, went down that wall again and got a, a, a small, you know, it was barely you know, 12, 12 and a quarter. Um, and then just started, uh, you know, I, I was trying to leave the grass alone for a little bit. I'd, I'd run through it a couple of times. I wanted to, you know, give it a little bit of a rest and see if some more fish would move through. While I was going down the wall, uh, I guess if, if you go past that wall, there's some uh, some reeds, some cattails, and I I rigged up uh, you know a rod to pitch with, and had these six and a half inch uh, missile quiver worms and June bug, and I was just going to pitch those around the reeds, and I I did catch one, you know while I was doing that, uh, you know small fish didn't help me any, um, but it you know I had that rod on you know out I had kind of two rods at my feet the the hybrid hunter and I had that that worm rod and as I was going back down the wall uh, I saw a boil what looked like a boil the wind was still coming in pretty good so you had chop and sometimes when the waves slap up against that wall it you know it, it sounds really similar to a fish breaking uh, but I looked at it and just it looked funny there was some foam right there and it I had just thrown the hybrid hunter right through that stuff I mean I think I'd made two casts right to where that boil was um, so I just picked up the worm and pitched it in there and um, I don't, I don't think it hit bottom. That fish started moving out with it. And that was my big fish, the, the 22, um, you know, it jumped right next to the boat, then went onto the boat, jumped on the other side, uh, you know, came back to my side and uh, I was freaking out at that point. I'm standing up, I got the net. And when I, when I got it in the net, I was, you know, hooting and hollering and there was a, uh, I guess it was like a, a pool for the community, um, uh, that lives right there and there are a bunch of people there so they're all standing up at the fence and they got their phones and they're they're uh ooh. oh tornado yeah dang oh go ahead well the it, it was kind of cool they were all I, I mean i was i was excited they were excited and they came over you know one of the ladies came over to see and I asked her to take a picture for me so she she took some uh some photos and i was you know i put on the board got the official photos and i, I was my little brother asked me later, how much did it weigh? And I was like, you know what? I was, I was so excited. I forgot to weigh it. Um, but it was, it was definitely spawned out. Um, it was probably in the six pound range, but, but that <clears throat> once I had that, I knew I was kind of, I felt like I was one fish away from, from making a check. I was really surprised that the, the overall weights are what they were. I mean, the yeah. names in this field, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of great fishermen that fish these things. I, I was, you know, like a lot of people thinking it was going to take a hundred inches or more to, you know, to win it. So winning was not really on my mind. I, I noticed, I checked the leaderboard when I input those bigger fish um, and, and saw kind of where I was, but I, I figured I was getting in the, the range where I was, I was going to get some good points and I'd have a chance to cast a check, but I, 
um, I felt like I needed a couple more bites. And I, I kept working the wall and probably around, I want to say it was around one. I uh, came up to a pontoon and the you know, it was tied off. The wind was pushing in and uh, pitched to the base of the pontoon. And I, I mean, I let that one sit. It had to be 15 seconds. Uh, you know, didn't didn't move it. And one just picked it up and started moving off with it. Um, I, I tried to lose it. I, I hooked it and the line got draped over the corner of the pontoon, hung on a screw or a nail or something. And I was, you know, pedaling the one direction, had to throw it in reverse and, and back up and the fish is on the surface. And I was, uh, my, my vicious line held up. It, uh, I had 14 pound test and it, I, I checked it after I couldn't find a nick or anything, but I was, uh, when I got that fish in the net, I was really relieved. I, again, I, I felt like I was, I was going to do pretty good, even if I didn't get another bite at that point, but I, I really thought it was going to take another, you know, 17 inch fish. I, I thought I'd need at least 95. Um, I just, I mean, I knew there was going to be somebody that, that was sandbagging and, and put all those fish in the last little bit, but it's, um, I mean, it was just really a blessed day. I, I, after those bed fish were gone, I really had no expectations and I, you know, to, you know, finishing in the top, you know, getting, getting a check would have been great, but to come out with a win was, uh, was really special. Awesome. Well, um, uh... I'll say, uh, give everybody a chance. Shout out their sponsors real quick. We got a tornado watch, so I gotta, I gotta go upstairs here in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, Mark, Todd, we'll start with you. Anybody you want to shout out? Make your that makes your fishing easier. I can hardly hear you. Um, but anyway, if oh. you hollered at me, uh, I like to thank Fishing Online and uh, Dakota Lithium Batteries and Stormy. I mean, he's a big supporter of everybody that's uh, kayak fishing. And uh, fishing online is too, and uh, native watercraft. And uh, I also like to think, I like to say, you know how everybody was talking about mental. I mean, I think seventy-five percent of this tournament fishing is mental. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I really think it's that much mental than it is actually physical skill and stuff. It's just making the right decisions. Yeah. And congratulations to everybody. I mean, when it's meant to be, like Justin said on his last fish, it's just meant to be. I mean, there's seems like almost he couldn't mess it up, even though, you know, congratulations yeah. to everybody. Todd, how about you, man? Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to um, Crotalus Rods. Um, Rob Richards over there uh, makes good stuff. That's a rod I was using all day, throw him a wacky rig worm. Um, so if you guys want to check him out, makes good stuff, top notch stuff, very reasonably priced. Um, I was using, uh, was it a uh, Sunline FC sniper line, um, VMC hooks and, uh, KVD Ocho, uh, worms, um, Hobie man, they make the best boat out there in my opinion. Uh, love being in my Hobie. Um, not with him or anything like Yeah. Yeah so, yeah. so uh give a shout out that I mean to be able to go through the grass and the in the and the stuff that I went through and that those fins just go right through that stuff. It didn't slow me down hardly at all. Uh, give a shout out to to Hobie and what they do and Stormy as well, man. Uh they at Dakota. Uh, make good batteries there and, and Stormy's out there uh taking care of anglers. Um even if you know, even if they're not on with the team or anything, you know, uh dude's got a good heart and uh Love to give a shout out to Dakota Lithium. Uh, and lastly, um, to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man, if it wasn't for him, uh, I wouldn't be here. And, uh, you know, I, I prayed to him, uh, you know, and asked him to give me the knowledge uh, to, to go and, and throw the right things I needed to throw to catch the fish that I could fish. So um, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for him, uh, you know, probably wouldn't be holding this thing. So um, that's probably my biggest shout out right there. Amen. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta cut y'all short. We're under a tornado warning. It's coming right this way. So, uh, be safe. Shit, message me your sponsors. I'll put them on the post for tomorrow. Uh, sorry, I'm cutting it short, but appreciate y'all being on the show, and uh, we'll see we'll see everybody again here next week. Thank y'all. Hey, be safe, guys, man. Yeah. See you guys. Good luck. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. 
Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.